This is a wonderful moment. Uh, it's the first time for me to preach in English. I'm going to make it clear, was not my idea. Okay. I know many of you have been praying for me. So the best words to pray for me is, Lord, forgive this man. <laughs> Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. 2, 14 to 19. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one a fragrance from death to death, to other a fragrance from life to life, who is sufficient? For those things. For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. One year ago, everybody of us were younger. One year ago, we started the Spanish ministry with 45 persons in that service. I knew that the next Monday were going to be different. Not that much, because I, I had many guests, my father, his wife, different people to play in the band. So the next Sunday, we were 12, 12. I was hoping uh, not, not, get, not to get a lower number, the next one. But, you know, every Sunday, we have a, an average of 14, 14. It's a stable, a stable group. And that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Uh, that means that the Lord is putting his hands in this ministry. I don't have experience planting churches. I didn't have any experience opening ministries. My experience was singing church to church. I used to play the charango, the zampoña, the kena, the Bolivian instruments. That, that was my experience, singing, playing. But now, starting a church, starting a, a, a Spanish ministry in a church, no experience at all. At all. But, and you knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not my experience. It's not the person. It's God's plans. When he points a city, when he points a church, he's going to do something. doesn't matter if you are a great person or if you are a small person. 
he's going to do something. And we have that experience here. When I talked to Pastor Lance, and he told me the merge of two churches here, I said, something has happened here. I want to be part of this church. And here we are. And I want to thank God in the first place because it's his hand, it's his power. And I want to thank the elder board to, to be open to this idea, to the pastor and all the wives to be uh, very kind to us. You know, two years ago, a pastor friend invited me to sing in his church in Little Rock um, for uh, Thanksgiving. I went there and I saw 45 persons there, 45 people. And I said, hey, man, you're blessed. You have 45 persons. But yesterday, he told me something that broke my heart. The pastor in the English side asked him to close that ministry because so few, and they were spending too much money. And we are here with 14 persons, one year, and we're celebrating. But for some ones, um, it's not that blessing that we have here in Bethany Church. Thank you. So we want to talk 30 minutes. I'm trying to be longer too. You know, if uh, I'm, I'm going to try not be too profound theologically speaking. If you find some weird word, it's because it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's because of my English. We're going to talk, we're going to speak about faithful ministry. Faithful ministry. Today we will see three elements of a faithful ministry to motivate ourselves to work in the best way for God. Three elements. Satisfaction in the ministry, the effect of the ministry, and the responsibility in the ministry. By this moment, in this uh, paragraph we just read, Paul change his uh, speech. You can see the word, but. And I like how he does it. He was talking about suffering. We have, he, he has talking, have been talking about uh, persecution, danger, uh, rejection of the gospel. But he didn't want to play the victim with the, with the church of Corinth. He just wanted to present the proof what proof? Some false prophets, false apostles, false teachers, they were talking bad about Paul. They were telling, Paul wants money from you. Paul wants power from you. That's why he is coming here. And they were lying about Paul. And Paul said, okay, this is the proof. If they are right, I could be rich. I'm asking you for money? No. If uh, they are right, 
I could be very healthy. I could be in the power of everything. And I am not. Instead, I am suffering for you. I'm giving my life for the ministry. But after that, Paul changes. Because he doesn't want to be stuck in in the suffering, in the opposition of the gospel. He wants to go beyond that. He talks about his satisfaction in the ministry. Of course, he's going to talk about the good satisfaction in the ministry. Not that one that we're accusing Paul of. Satisfaction. But thanks be to God. Word of contrast. But. Even if he was suffering, he said but. Paul knew that God is the source of his blessings. He wants to point God to the Corinthians. It is so wonderful to see how this man of God was still grateful even among the opposition, persecution, troubles, and dangers. Are we able to say, but thanks be to God, Even when everything looks difficult in your life, in my life, can you say that? Can you say that all loud? But thanks to God. He says, who in Christ always leads leads us in triumphal procession. Starting this verse, I discovered that Paul is talking about a historical event that happened in Rome during the first century. Paul may have been a witness on it, maybe. You know, this coming year, you know what happened in Pasadena the first day of the year? A lot of tacos there in the street. (laughs) (laughs) The Rose Parade. I want to go to the Rose Parade again. Sergio, have you been there before? No, but last year I wanted to go, but I couldn't. But that's a a parade. And Paul is describing a parade here. The triumphal procession was a different term for a military parade in Paul's time. The generals of the Roman army used to come back from the battle celebrating. They used this parade to display their, their victories over others. In the parade, they was, there was the military, the senators, ministers, trumpets, and the treasures obtaining the battle and the animal for the sacrifice. They also displayed the princes and the conquered people who most likely bound for execution. After that, there were musicians and priests burning incense, filling out the environment of that fragrance. Finally, there was the general, the conqueror, on his horse-drawn carriage. Here the apostle takes this as an example Something to let the Corinthians picture what could be 
by Christian side. He said that to be a, in Christ is to be in triumph. This is how Paul felt. In Romans 8.37, Paul said, We are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. It was the mindset of Paul. I'm a winner because I'm on the side of the winner all the time. No matter what happened, no matter what the liars say about me. Paul definitely has his mind on Jesus. He, and Jesus Christ, since Damascus Road, was a very transformed life. Changed heart. He really knew who he believed. The Christ, the anointed of God, the son of the living God, the only one worthy of honor, the winner, the conqueror over death and devil. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. You believe that? Are you on the side of the winner? Paul keeps comparing his ministry with the moment of the triumph procession. And through us, he said, and through us spreads, spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Paul's ministry was, he was a missionary. He was a church planter. He was a teacher. As an apostle, he had almost everything. Talking about uh, gifts of the spirit. You know, it pleases God to spread the gospel and let people come to know Christ. The Lord is happy. God is pleased when you talk about the gospel. Like the smell of the incense. Have you smelled the incense? I'd rather Chanel, maybe. (laughs) Old Spice. You know, the fragrance of this priest spreading the smell as a ceremony, celebrating the hard work of a minister, uh, of a minister smells good to God. Are you a minister? In which ministry are you involved? Which ministry? You are a minister. You're ministering kids. When I see a teacher in the kids' ministry, I, I'm watching a blessed person. He he's building kids in the kingdom of God. He's doing very special things. Sometimes churches said, okay, we have a couple of teenagers. They talk too much in the service. Let's send them to the kids, to, to take care of the kids. We have to send the best teachers to teach the kids. You know why I'm telling that? Because I was a kid. And I always say that. My memory with the time is going better. Every, every text of the Bible that I have in memory is from my childhood. I'm trying to memorize something, but I know by faith that it won't work. <laughs> More if it's 
big paragraph. But you know, what you put in the, in the hearts of the kids never is going to go away in the world. Say that. Are you ministering? Where? Are you counseling? Are you in the prayer room? Are you leading? What you do in the church? You're a minister. And your work smells good to God. Are you doing your best? Don't see your ministry as something small. You have to honor what you're doing. I want you to be grateful to the Lord because no matter how hard it is for you to set, to set your lessons, spend your time and your energy, you, your patience to show your love to others, the Lord is pleased because of what you're doing for Him. Let me tell you now, you are one of the best fragrances for your Savior. Let me tell you something else. You may feel tired sometimes, but please be grateful. Keep going because then you smell better to the Lord. When you are tired, sick, discouraged, and you still stand, you give your Lord more satisfaction. And that's the satisfaction we have to, to chase when we do something for the Lord. To finish this point, we have two more. You are satisfying the need of your brothers too. This is a mutual satisfaction. They enjoy the word, the work, the things you are doing here. Never stop satisfying Jesus and his church because they want you to keep going. Never quit. Keep going. Maybe you say, hey, I, I'm alone doing this. Nobody's helping me. You know, you know what? That's a blessing. Because it's, more, it's better for the Lord. When you're doing this by yourself, remember Jesus. How many people in the cross? Only him. Not even the father there. Don't be surprised if you are alone in the ministry. Keep going. But you are satisfying the Lord. You are satisfying your brothers. And you are going to be satisfied also. In the next verse, the number 15, the apostle further explains how believers can be a good smell for God. Paul also brings the case to unbelievers, the ones who refuse the gospel of Jesus Christ. When the word of God is preached correctly, it will always have two effects. Some people are going to believe in the gospel. And some people are going to reject it. That's the effect of the gospel. We cannot change this truth. Let's go to the second aspect. The effect of the ministry. The effect of the ministry is double. It's double. And it says, For we are aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved 
and among those who are perishing. When the apostles shared the gospel to the pagan world, or when they did something for the church of Christ, God was pleased. The work of his ministers is like sweet incense. It doesn't matter if their works were received or rejected. The first one to be pleased is God. When his servants do the job, Paul was happy with the approval of God because it is a privilege to be in the winner's side. Do you know that your work in this church is a fragrance to God's nose? Do you know that? If you didn't know that, I'm happy because you're learning. <laughs> it is not easy on oneself to be rejected by the world when you tell the truth. And when you talk about God's justice, God's judgment, human depravity, eternal punishment, and hell. It is sad when people stop listening you because of the gospel. Are you happy when your friends turn around and say, let's talk about different things? When was the last time you invited someone of your friends or your family to this church and they said, I don't like it? Hmm? I don't like because you don't, you don't dance, you don't jump, you don't yell. Mm-hmm. No good jokes from that Spanish speakers. I don't like your your church because your pastor looks so formal. He 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 needs a makeup. He he should be he he should look cooler. <laughs> can can some ladies help the pastors to look better? By the way, we don't perform miracles here. <laughs> I'm talking about myself too. Are you supporting this church with your prayers, with your hands, with your attendance, exhorting, teaching, preaching, leading, counseling, editing, counting, playing, singing, cooking? Serving. Everything this church does for the spread of the truth is a sweet and wonderful, nice, pleasing aroma to the living God. It doesn't matter if someone doesn't like it. You are always led by God in triumph. We are not losers because the world don't like us. We are winners. Otherwise, Jesus Christ is a loser, but he is a triumphant king, king of kings, Lord of God, Lord of lords. He raised from the tomb. He's a winner. Are you in his side? Don't get discouraged. Don't stop doing what you are doing because the real gospel always produces two results, two reactions, two effects. Now, 
how does God look at those two reactions? I had an experience. No more time. My, my, my father used to work in a cemetery. When I came from my country, I, I didn't get a job yet. I was studying the DMV manual to get my license. But I went to, to visit him in the, yeah, it's an open place, it's a public place. He was working in the ground, and I saw his schedule. And his schedule was to fix a grave. Because some people complain about some smell coming from it. You're going to do that? Yes. That's my job. Okay, I'm going to use it. Mask, glasses, gloves. And you know, Sergio was there. Sergio, the curious. Hey, Dad, is that true that it smells so bad? He said, yes. I want to have that, that experience. He said, no. Why? I want to know how a human smells. Human, human cadaver. He said, I don't recommend you. <laughs> and I say, I don't care. He say, okay. He uses his mask, his cup, gloves, everything. He removed the plate, the marble plate. And he say, okay. When your father say no, please obey. <laughs> obey. Right in the spot, I got a headache, stomachache, nauseous. But did I do that just because? No, because I was thinking about today and this illustration and <laughs> the sermon. The smell of death is terrible. It's terrible. Verse 16. To one a fragrance from death to death. Is it nice fragrance? No. When, triumphal, when the triumphal procession passed through, the air was full of the smell of incense. For the victorious, the army was a sign This smell was a sign of life for the victorious people. That smell, that, that means victory. But was a sign of death for prisoners of war. They were headed to death. In the same event, some people celebrate that smell, and some people was close to be executed. People throughout history have killed Christians. Because Christians don't smell good with their message. For the world, the gospel stinks. Because the gospel is like a mirror. Watch yourself. This is you. Some people rather to kill a Christian instead to keep listening to this message. And that's one side of the effect of the gospel. God knows that the world hates Christians and their message of repentance. But for God, that attitude is a bad smell too. They were in the same 
event in the same street, smelling the same thing. But for God, this attitude of rejecting the gospel was a bad smell. But because God knows the future of these people. Where are they going to spend the eternity? John 3.18 says, Whoever doesn't believe is already sentenced. Sentenced for what? For a playroom? For that. For that. We don't celebrate that. We don't like to, to, to think about people in hell. That's why... We share the gospel. But while some people hate the gospel, it says to the end of the phrase, to the other like you and me, a fragrance from life to life. It's like a remote control. How many of you lost your car in the parking spot? Where's my car? My remote control tells me, what's my car? Oh, my car, second level. We are in the sixth level. (laughs) So the gospel is like the remote control. When you use it, someone is going to say yes. You know why? Because it's a chosen person before the foundation of the world. Use your remote control to see who's going to say beep, beep. Yeah. Many, many are going to say, no, please stop. Don't, don't come to my party to ruin it. Let me live my life. But someone's going to say yes, and that's why we are ministers of God, because of those few. The Lord never said, all the world is going to love you. He said, they're even going to kill you. Do you know that? I mean, only Pastor Lance knows that. <laughs> so, the good, effect, the good effect that the gospel has in the life of chosen ones is what should motivate believers to share the word. We are the winners. Amen? Amen. We are victorious. Amen? Amen. Telling the truth is the way we are victorious. Announcing salvation, looking for the ones that God will add to the church. Paul makes a question. Who is qualified for those things? Are you qualified? Are you the best of the world? No, we are not so many. We are weak. I am weak. In every aspect of my life, the only... only One strong thing I have is my accent. (laughs) What I can do by myself? Nothing. Nothing. But the Holy Spirit can do such good things with these small hands. Yes. With this limited person. Now, we speak in Christ. We speak in Christ. Paul said, we are not like these persons in the street selling you fake things. We have the gospel. 
they have the ghost fake. What do you like? The world likes the, the gospel, the, the, the fake, the fake one. He, he, he's exposing those who were criticized him. Like these people, the false prophets. You know, the time is gone. We have responsibility in the ministry. We have to be responsible with this message that God gave us. The one in the pulpit, the one in the classroom, the one talking about God in the street, the one with the guitar, the one with the keyboard, be responsible with the gospel, even with the songs that we want to sing, biblical songs. I don't want to be singing half an hour, let's jump, 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 jump. Let's jump, jump, jump. Let's scream, scream, scream. Yeah, the, the hockey pokey of the Holy Spirit. Have you heard that? <laughs> Actually, it does exist. That, that is true. I don't want to be wasting my time in a place like that. So it's a fake gospel. For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word. We are men of sincerity. Yeah, we, we take the risk to tell the truth. And our ministry is committed to that labor. Sometimes people come and they stay. We have people from Argentina here, Marcelo, um, Elvis, we have uh, um, Oscar. It's a blessing. Spanish ministry is blessing the English ministry too. Yeah. Olga. There are many more coming, but they, they are here, but other ones didn't stay because what I say, I tried to make some jokes to keep them here because that, that's what they like. But when I tell the truth, they're just waiting for the dismiss. And that's painful, isn't it? But we're still being responsible. Showing the Lord that we are working for Him. We're not working to be famous. We're not working, working to the Lord to be, to be um, wealthy, to have power. We just want to do the job. It's my responsibility. It's your responsibility. In the first moment you invite a person to this church, you are exposing this person to this message. And you know. That's why I ask you, are you supporting this church? Pastor Lance can't go to the street to bring all the people you can bring. If every one of you, the next Sunday, bring one guest, we're going to duplicate this in one, in one week. But that's why he needs people to preach. There is no preacher without people to preach. So do the job. Bring the persons to be here. So our heart is thankful to the Lord because he allows us to, 
be in this church, doing this ministry. Thank you, everyone, for your prayers. Thank you, everyone, for your presence here. And, you know, maybe it's going to be a next time preaching in English. Maybe. And uh, it's a good beginning, but it's my joy to know that the Lord wants me to do it in English too. The same word. The gospel, the real gospel. Something that you enjoy, something that you, you, um, my English is gone. Something that you, you are um, supporting, just attending, giving your, your offerings. You help the ministry to be successful in this place. Please stand up. We hope that the next year we're going to have more Spanish speakers. And uh, let's see what the Lord has for us. Pastor Chris, he's going to dismiss us. He has some um, words. Thank you. Well, let's, let's pray. God, we do thank you for uh, the wonderful time we've had. Uh, this is a taste of uh, when uh, people from every tribe and language and nation and people group, Lord, where we get to praise you as one. Because you are the great and glorious God and you are the, the lamb who has bought for himself a people. So, Lord, this morning is just a, a small reminder of, of what you are doing around the world. So, God, we thank you. We thank you for the blessing of being a part of a church where we have different ministries. And, and God, we thank you for uh, Sergio and for the whole team and, and their efforts to proclaim your name in this community uh, to the Spanish speakers. So, God, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege of being a part of that work. God, thank you for this morning and the message we heard. And uh, God, we love you. Thank you for what you are doing and the hope we have in you, Lord Jesus. Amen.